welcome back. It's Court Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the brand new fantasy daily app where you actually make money. Download the app for free. Use the code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. Yes, it's Manic Monday. Everybody, hope you had a wonderful weekend. I know I did. I was running around like crazy. <laughs> I'm like... It's funny when your kids hit a certain age. You've been going to birthday parties every single day, right? I used to party every Friday and Saturday, except now there's bouncy houses. <laughs> like, bad pizza involved. All right, enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere with your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple Big, Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York. As always, we are coming out the chair as always. What else is new? We are down to only eight episodes to go. This is the last full week of shows, and man, oh man, oh man, I just could not thank you enough. The proof is in the pudding. I I preached and I begged about the importance of the interaction. I promised to bring you the hardest work that I could, the best analysis that I could, and it would come at you for nothing. And all you have to do is rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod and press the cartoon finger, but not until I deserve the like button. Because again, making it a point, we want to earn those interactions. But once we get them and we find that they're genuine, what do you got you get us picked up into football season so really you've touched me and helped me in a very real way and I hope I've done the same and I think that's really the point of it hat tip to Patty Mayo you know kind of giving me the opportunity to do that and then everybody picking up what we're putting down let's get up into the three pillars of profit here at Corked Stats baby baby if you're unfamiliar well you know welcome aboard we know we're getting new listeners as those other shows kind of lose steam or lose focus yeah I'm doing football just when you're sleeping <laughs> all right I ain't taking my foot off the gas. We got eight shows left. I'm going to make them the eight best of the year because that's how we do, me and you, the Cork Stats crew. We're doing daily DFS jock mark, the overlay into total base props and base hit parlays. We'll drop some fantasy injury news and notes and then a little bit of some betting stuff. Gosh, this weekend is so brutal. This season just could not end fast enough from a betting standpoint. I think I have my shift for next season. I've just been too peculiar. I've tried to be too particular. I probably should have widened my betting ticket without opening the risk, right? Something we talk about on the show against nuance, context, and sustainability at the center of all of it. You know, I'm not pretending that I won when I didn't. But I'm also not going to pretend that I haven't won for years when I have, because I do things like this, right? Backtest and be smart. I think I was just trying to be a little too cute, right? If You have to understand, if you're only going to take a bet or two every single day, you know, three, but a short ticket, you're going to be open to getting beat up, you know, go offers and stuff like that. And then when you're in these niche markets, more particularly, not being able to reverse. When I used to bet more standard at fives, when that was viable, and money lines, let's say you have four, five, six money line plays, you might as well reverse them all in a parlay just in case. That way you won't get that worst case scenario. If everything tends to go wrong, you might even have a profitable day. So again, there are different ways to skin the cat. Difficult with base hits, right? You can't hedge those. And again, we've just opened ourselves up to take a couple black and blues. But I'm not I'm not down on this at all. The analysis here, I think, is the nut hand. Let's show off some of that. we got the stack attack. It's the eight. 
22. Stack attack. We're going to run it back. We got to get back in black like ACDC used to say. Give me those Marlins. They're up first from Miami going up against Adam Aller and the Oakland. Elephants balancing on beach balls. Been a rough go for Aller so far. 663 ERA 1, 69 whip, 89, 65 OPS. All the attack metrics we generally love to go for. Jumping off the page, we could pop the hood on this bad boy as well. The FIP, the XFIP, and deserved ERA all north of 6, right? Those are the things we're looking to get at. 14% K rate is extremely low for an 11% walk rate, which is extremely high. Doesn't induce chases and ends up in the middle of the zone. Again, a lot of the running themes that you see here. And if you're following along, again, thank you so much. Follow me up on Twitter at MLBMovingAVG. We're dropping all types of tools every single day. Free, 100%. Even the stuff on Patreon. It's just free. Some people like to have the access to the tools and all the stuff without all the nonsense of Twitter, and I get it. So that's what Patreon is for, is for the probably the more serious, you know, kind of driven people. But it's there, and the reason I mention it is I like to think those picture sheets kind of sing to us, right? It's not just numbers. Remember, we have it compartmentalized for a reason. We're going surface stats with your indicators. We go discipline, right, or your swing and miss, and your walk, contact rates, then elevation. Once contact is made, is it lifted? And then what kind of quality that your barrels, expected, stuff like that. So, again, I know it's a lot of numbers, but I like to think that we're... I'm actually giving you a bit of the process, a bit of the way that the story is told. Again, eight more shows after that. I don't know where it's going to be. I'd like to think it'll be somewhere, but I don't know. So I got to leave you with as much goodness as we can. Keep that in mind when I ask for a like in a few minutes. So, Aller, once we get to that contact rate, it's been extremely bad. 51 fly ball, 40 hard hit, and 10% barrel equals what? Yes, you, the handsome walrus in the back. Yes, more than two home runs per hour. And I was like to throw in some shout-outs to my most favorite listeners who have supported us all year, been at those people that have helped us get to it. That's you, Dane and Body and Walrus and you people out there and Tug. We see every single one of you. I really do appreciate every one of you. Logan, you guys out there. Listen, I see every one of you. Hard to keep up with all of it. We're getting kind of popular, which is kind of strange. Just a guy screaming at his computer. Doesn't matter as far as splits go against Aller. He is indiscriminate. Righties and lefties have a minimum 271 BA, a minimum 565 slug, and six home runs each, right? So again, when we like to split for power, that is something you want to do. A lot of times you'll notice a lefty that gives up a lot of home runs, the vast majority are to righties. 14 of 16, 13 of 14. That's what you want to keep an eye on. When it comes to these kind of Again, just generally kind of bad pitchers because it's a location issue. You can get on either side of the plate. He also has a ERA north of eight on at home this year. It's been a tough go because of the fastballs, right? And that's a problem. We've mentioned this before. Uh, hopefully this will be the thing that gets a like button today. The issue with a lot of these young pitchers in particular is the breaking profile. And I think I'd like to see them try and develop other breaking pitchers or throw those more rather than try and split fastballs. That's what I think we're seeing a lot of. And it may be an organizational thing. I guess I could look into that in the offseason. But what I mean is, so you have Al, right? He throws a fastball. He throws a cut fastball. He throws a sinking fastball. Yes, they're different. They have different characteristics. But good hitters will tell you. This is not just, I guess it's anecdotal, but like it's kind of a known thing. Fastball hitters are fastball hitters. And it's, there's not enough disparity in the movement and the velocity. You're not really fooling anybody. So the fastball four-seamer comes in at 30% use. The cutter in at 26 use. The sinker at 13. Put it together. What do you got? You know, bibbity bobby boop. It took in 70% of his arsenal. X-slugs, respectively. 505, 450, and 951 on the sinker. I mean, why are you even throwing this pitch? And again, this is the reason why, right? So the fastballs are not fooling anybody. 
the sinking fastball has the most downward trajectory and the easiest to lift. So that's when you hear vertical attack angle, and when you hear me mention vertical movement, I'm sorry, vertical ride, the steepness is bad. Steep in, steep out, and that's what it ends up in the seat. So if that didn't do it, get that like button. Pretty, pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. Hit that like button because these things matter more than they should. I really like the fact more than anything you could tell who listens to this show just by talking to them. We're a bit smarter than the average bear. All right, let's get into the other side of it. I mean, the Miami offense stink, stank, stunk, but let's see what we got, man. I did break down those fastballs from righties, and I think that's at the center of this analysis. We're talking 70-plus percent fastball, so give me Jesus Aguilar against that right-handed fastball bin for seamers, cutters, and sinkers. 82 contact, 42 hard hit at 95 miles an hour. Nearly 10% barrel, just below that, but eight home runs. So I like Aguilar for some pop today. We know they're stick in that bat. And my boy Nick Fortes behind the plate. He's really the big check mark for daily plate. DFS, FanDuel, and that kind of stuff. You do have to play a catcher, which is another one of the reasons why I like uh, Jock Market so much. You don't have to play anything. You could just play two outfielders. You could just play three infielders. You could just do whatever you want. You don't have to pick pitchers and deal with that randomness. Whatever. There's a reason why we've done so well in Jock Market outside of maybe the cost of past couple months. But like, man, I walked into weather issues. I've just, I'm just a walking Malloy right now. This is part of my own sine wave, right? And I think I've decelerated my own risk and made sure I stay within my process. And those are the best things you could do. Although, we never really get destroyed. If you followed along and done some of the losing, aside from sorry, you know, we, I, you see how it goes, right? That we, we play a lot around even and a lot of really tough calls. We very rarely get smoked. We're always in front of CLV. It's very hard to kind of argue with those things. That's why I, you've noticed very few times that people kind of come at my throat. Anyway, let's look at Fortez behind the plate against that right-handed fastball bin. 84 contact, 44 hard hit, 10 barrel. He's been really good for our fantasy teams. I hope you've added him. He's been part of that progression this year as we've lost, you know, everybody. Again, my fantasy team's decimated. I had Tyler Stevenson, who was awesome. Then he was gone. We shifted to, like, Bethancourt. Then he got traded. We had to get off him, and now it's been Fortez, who's been hitting for power and stealing some bases. So for a catcher, if you're getting 50% of the plate appearances and they're like quality and you're getting roto stats, he's awesome right now. If you're in a roto league, he's probably like a guy to have. All right, that's the first stack. We go a little bit faster now. I just, I knew I had some lessons. I knew I want to earn those like buttons, suck up to the boss on the way out the door. Give me the twins up against Regan's, Reagan's, I'm sorry, for Texas. So that's a 502 ERA 147 whip 796 OPS. It's a limited sample here. So it's he went four, gave up none. That floated most of it against a very bad White Sox team against right handed pitching. He went five and a third, gave up three, then went four, gave up three. The problem is he has more walks than strikeouts, and you don't really need to be a very good analyst to know that's bad. He also has four home runs in that short span. So, right, you be careful of small samples, but when you dissect it, it's pretty. Ugly, the contact rate up over 92, so you could really get into those kind of stats. We get 10% barrel, more than two and a half home runs per nine. Right, righties, because he's a lefty, have a 510 slug and all four home runs. This year, the problem is the fastball, 46 use, 534 X slug, only 17% whiff. So that's our triple slash again for the new listeners. When you hear me throw these triple slashes, I love it. That's kind of my thing. I guess I'm the triple slash guy for pitches. It's usage. X-slug, whiff rate. We want deployment. We want strikeout ability. We want contact quality. There we go. X-slug, including launch angle, 
for extra base hits more so than XBA, which is just a percentage. If it's going to land or not, we want to know if you're going to get the extra base hit or the expectation of that. So I think it's worked really well. There's a script there, right? Things are not predictive, but give me enough input information and I'll give you my best guess at an output. I'm not, you know, whatever. That's my beef with pitching projections. That'll be my big war that I'm going to do this offseason when I'm bored. I'm going to take a stab at all the pitching projections and probably take them apart piece by piece. Although to the hitting projection people know that I love and respect your work and I can't even come close to how good you are. All right, back to the fastball from Reagan's and the kind of work and analysis that you get here and nowhere else. I was breaking it down. It's actually not a very bad fastball, so we're going to be careful. This is a location issue. This is not a shape issue. So 14 inches of vertical ride is worse than average, but not much, right? I don't want to exaggerate it. We want to be at 12 or flatter, 14, not that bad, especially he has double-digit arm side run. That's just very good, his 11 inches of arm side run. This is Reagan's for Texas. So I do think there's something there. I just don't think that something is now, especially going up against the Twins, who will just destroy left-handed pitching. So I think he's going to have a tough go. Give me Byron Buxton, last 30 days, 35 plate appearances against lefties, 258, 323, 924, triple slash, three home runs. Remember, that's our triple slash. That's our hitter, triple slash. We go BA, ISO, OPS, real quick. Batting average plays, of course. ISO is extra base hit rate. OPS includes walks, which don't count for total base props, which is why we want ISO. So keep it on the low BA so you wouldn't play him for base hit prop. The high ISO, look for a total base price. And the three home runs in 30 days, so you can look for a home run as well against lefties year to date. This is absolutely cartoonish. Absolutely cartoonish. If you are a home run modeler person or a home run tracker person, please put Byron Buxton on your list against left-handed fastballs. This is not a mistake. I double-checked this. 80% hard hit, 30% barrel, 20% blast, a 525 x Woba, and 5 home runs. So it's all about Buxton eating those left-handed fastballs. It's going to be Jose Miranda last 60 days, 53 plate appearances against lefties, 308, 365, 994. So that's viable across the board, right? For base hits, you want 300 BA. For ISO, you want a plus 250 ISO. OPS, really looking above 900, but that's the one you can move around the most because of walk rate. Again, six home runs in that 60-day span. Miranda coming alive. He's on all of our fantasy teams. He was one of our big ads months ago, and he kills fastballs as well. 85 contact, 14 barrel, and two home runs. And then also Carlos Correa. He hasn't been good as of late, so he may be one of the sexier jock market picks, actually. I like that. I like getting very talented hitters. Not to say that aren't hitting well, but because they aren't hitting well, and that being the thing that drives jock market prices, I end up on very good hitters with low prices that because they're not hitting well, right? So it's not that I like hitters that aren't hitting well. I just end up with them because they're cheap, a function of them not hitting well, but I always get behind them in their strongest underpin, right? Uh, underpinning scenarios, let's say. So that's Correa to a T. Destroys left-handed fastballs, 85 contact, 16 barrel, 13 blast, three home runs of his own. So Carlos Correa is a pop for that. I, I wouldn't be looking for any of the other ones. I don't think I total base it. I don't think I'm looking for a bet. I'd be looking to work Correa into a portfolio, right? So Correa, not a bet. Correa is DraftKings. Correa is FanDuel. Correa is Jock Market. Again, just to stop real quick, I think that's one of the most important things that we do here in this first part of the show is not just highlight the names, but how how to use them. Even if you come up with your own work, I'm showing you how to use it. Do your own work. Don't listen to me. I'm a you know fool sometimes. Whatever. I don't I don't care. You know what I'm saying? There's more about the tools. My my work has always been more about the tools and how they help people more than my pick and some record. Even when I was killing it. 
the other sites. You've never heard me talk about that stuff. I was just never into it. I always feel lucky winning. You know, I, and you go about it the next day the very same way because I don't, I don't want to be ashamed when you lose, right? So if you're going to brag when you win, you better be ashamed when you lose. I don't do either. Either way, I just try not to get too high or too low. There's another great lesson and a feather in your cap. As we get into the third stack, give me the flat fish from Florida. It's a Tampa Bay Rays going up against Tucker. David's new man I have on like every single draft and whole team. He was a prospect for the Braves. You know, you never know what you're going to get. You, you don't really pay a 45th round pick or whatever. But I was just hoping he'd be a pick, pitcher that fit the profile that could maybe come up and be really good. It has not happened yet. Yikes. 675 ERA 174 whip 759 OPS, also like to mention the Braves, who are very good. Let Davidson go makes me worried sometimes when organizations that I trust dish off assets. The XFIP and the Sierra, north of six, there's some validation. 12% K to 16% walk, more walks and strikeouts. 48% first strike rate, one of the lowest in the league. 29% O-swing, that's chase rate, as low as it goes, and it leads to a 91% in-zone contact rate. Now, again, if you look at Davidson's contact stats, they're not going to jump off the page. Low hard hit rate, he has the high ground ball rate. The problem is he just walks the absolute yard and then it gets forced in and gives up tons of line drives. Right? So he's not a fly ball hitter, home run guy. We're not looking for that today. Again, this is kind of a short slate. I think it's eight games. So to find three stacks in eight games. You know, we, we pre- I don't want to say pressing a bit. The model has, a, has us on five and point four runs. That's a high MLB MA total. I trust these things 100%. But what I'm getting at is sometimes there's a difference between, again, power nuance, right? Power uh, versus doubles and singles and walks and stuff like that. So I expect Tampa, who stretches bases, also they're getting healthy. You see a couple of those names on the board for the audio-only listeners, Margot and Ramirez. We haven't seen them. They, and they stunk. Be careful with the last 38 stats for Tampa Bay. You get two of your top four hitters back. Guess what? You'd probably be better. You know, these are the things people mess up with. Tampa Bay's terrible. Yes, they were terrible. And now you're getting two good hitters back in a good spot. So I do like Tampa today. Give me man. Um, Manny Margot against lefties on the year, 52 plate appearances, 378-067 ISO, 906 OPS. The ISO off the page to the downside, right? So you would never chase him for a total base prop, just to give you an idea. Against left-handed fastballs on the year, because again, we're going to see a ton of those. Remember, 42% use, he's going to see some fastballs. 15 barrel, 480 X Woba. Uh, we'll mention him again in a little bit how to use that. Next up, give me Randy the Macho Man Rosarena. Last 30 days, that's 20 plate appearances against lefties. 353, 235, 977. Nice high BA. That ISO falls a touch short of my total base parameter and the plate appearances are a bit low but you know Rosarena is a bit streaky but he also does kill fastballs from lefties 83 contact 54 hard hit 15 barrel and 12 blast two home runs from the macho man against lefties and those fastballs here today and finish it up with each ram last two months remember he's also just coming off the IL so the plate appearances are very low at 23 but it's 400 200 1078 each ram again. You're not going to get a ton of power, but I do. Th- these guys are selective. Make a lot of contact. Make a lot of good contact against the type of pitching that they're going to see. So again, I just expect Tampa to hang some runs. I think they're a fun stack that will be cheap. I think they're probably another fun kind of jock market stack. Right? You don't need necessarily need to hit on runs because runs and ribbies and on base and just the plate appearances matter so much. Opposed to like total bases, like you, you really don't want to touch a Rosarino or Ramirez. I'm afraid with. Dr. Davidson's walk rate, they're going to walk three times each, and you get nothing. But in Jock Market, three walks at a low price, awesome, definite, definite profit. So, 
you could see how these things, especially because three walks means I'm assuming some runs and stuff like that. Maybe no ribbies on a walk, but probably a couple of runs. So just to give you an idea of how we parse these things out, why I think it matters so much. All right, that's the first pillar of profit. Let's get into some fantasy stuff. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe. I know you can always subscribe once. You can like it every day. I know you can only review once, but if you haven't reviewed, that is the ultimate thank you. Remember, we are kind of getting away from the show, and when I go to you know pitch it again next season, the, the reviews are what's going to do it. So I, that's the best thing that I have is if you want more of this show for free next year, even from a very selfish point of view, the best thing you can do is review it. And even mention, you know, I want it back. We want it back. This is worth it. As good as it gets you know, feel free to mention how ruggedly handsome I am as well. No, I don't want to lie now, do we? All right, so it's fantasy time Monday. I think it's just all about the injuries, just catching up. Not too much crazy stuff, but always good to get back into it. Blake training for the Dodgers fired a perfect inning in the minor leagues. Remember, they've had some struggles, right, with Kimberly mentioned it and shifting them. Having some issues. Training might be an interesting ad. Could be closer than a stretch for the Dodgers. And, of course, that's a league winner right there. For my Yankees, Efros was unavailable. It's stiffness in the shoulder. Uh-oh, Yankee bullpen in another bit of trouble with Holmes also hurt. They gave the rock to Trevino, who was awesome. I don't think he's necessarily very good, but I don't know. you got to be careful. Just throwing a baby away with the bathwater. Also, keep your eye on the roll this Chapman. For the Red Sox, Nick Ivaldi will not start tomorrow against the Blue Jays, dealing with soreness. That is not good. Clayton Kershaw, they said he's not going to do a minor league assignment, but he does expect to be back within the next two weeks. So I don't understand if you're waiting two weeks, why you wouldn't do a rehab assignment. But again, the Dodgers, much smarter than me. Unfortunately for the Astros, one of our favorite ads the last month, Aledmus Diaz, will be out at least a few weeks. You must drop him. He was awesome for us if you haven't dropped him already. I think I dropped this weekend. In a couple spots, just is what it is. Not to be selfish, we got what we needed out of him. I was hoping to run it. Batting cleanup for the Astros, you know, and people still weren't buying it as he was producing. That's what it's all about, name of the game, and fantasy kind of being malleable and doing the work that we do here, I think. Just a little bit, I think, even five minutes a day that we do in fantasy makes you a much better fantasy player. When you go to do your ads, you just hear the names already, and I think that's what matters. Let's see, to the Pirates, they said yesterday they're optimistic. Hayes will be back. Tomorrow, I was hoping he'd be back today because I have something on the Pirates, but it may not matter. And then bad news for Wanda Franco, superstar, uber prospect for the Rays, dealing with a setback while swinging. He got removed from his rehab assignment in AAA. So now who knows? You know, we're getting to the point in the season when you start seeing IL, you have to start thinking like it's a wrap. You know what I mean? That's just uh, kind of what it is. So... I think that's it on the injury news notes it is. But again, just real quick, because I as fast as the fantasy part of the show does kind of come and go, you know, especially at this part of the year. Most of the lineup, most lineups are set. Good players are locked up. There's no more trading. I get it. So it's more about the adding and the starting and sitting. So if you have those questions, feel free to ask me. I'd be glad to hit you up. Most of the answer are going to be about playing time. I'm using, you know, fan graphs, roster resource, Lineup tracker. Boom, boom, boom. You can't miss it. All headline tabs. Brings you a nice, like, even, kind of um, neat, color-coded, you know, the whole line. Easy for even dumb people like me. So, I think that'll do it for fantasy. Make sure the next two days, as always, Tuesday and Wednesday, we mine the advanced statistical leaderboard. Last 30 days, last 45 days. Just looking for interesting names. It's been very beneficial. 
um, thus far. And then we put it together on Thursday, ads on 10, 12, and 15 team weeks, which again has been super beneficial. I mean, and that proves in the pudding as well, because I do put out the graphic for the audio only people. You can check it on the Twitter. Again, thank Patty Mayo, tag him when you do. Hop on over to YouTube, screen share, swipe, whatever, left or right, and hit the like button while you're there. But the point being, because we're doing 10, 12, 15, like a little block, the players that were on the 15 that are now on the 10 are all players that are on all of our teams. I like all of my teams have Brandon Drury and Jose Miranda and now, you know, Lars Nupar. And early on in the season, all the dope stuff. I mean, that's why my fantasy teams are rolling. I hope there's enough time in the season left for me to catch everybody in front of me. I don't know if it'll be enough to get to first. I think I'm gonna, it looks like I'm going to wind up in the money in all my leagues in the top three because we are just charging hard, right? You add Brady Singer and Kyle Wright. Now we're adding closers. We'll be getting saves and stuff. So, you know, that's what the answer is in fantasy. Maybe I was a little too slow to react early on in the year. All right, let's get into the bets. Third pillar of profit. Let's make some money on the way out the door. Gosh, I just can't. We just can't catch it. And again, I'm not going to throw it off. We've all been there. You know, we've all been there. Losing one-run games, having three or four-run leads in F5 games, and losing three of those in a row. Like, that actually happened. That's the first time I had my career. You know, who does that? Who, <laughs> who does that? It's just... But it is, people. you got to keep a good attitude. And I gotta, don't mean to laugh like it doesn't mean anything to me. Because, again, I am betting these. But my... Risk is predetermined, and that's what I always push to people, is sustainable process. The reason my, my, why my process is sustainable is because I look at it like a small business. I don't go in the cash register when, whether I win or lose, which is the point. I just You have to grade yourself on a six-month or 12-month thing. You know, Save your money, invest in the business. And not say just let it run, but because we're, we're counting it so stringently, you, know, you have to let the business play out. Like I've had losing quarters that ended up tremendous year-to-date wins as a stock trader. That's... You know, like a thing. You know what I mean, people? So, again, just stay within yourself. Process. Bet low, bet low, bet low. If you're losing, bet less. I think that's a great piece of advice as well. That's what I've done. And it's also why I haven't gotten killed for the amount of losing I've done. The total is not that bad. It's only a couple of percentage points of this total stack. Because if betting, you know, a tenth of a unit, 20 of a unit, thinks is, uh, you know, we're losing. So, you don't accelerate into losses. Don't lean into losing. That's not a good process. Lean into winnings. These things happen to ebb and flow. All right. Let's get into the FTI five team totals over one and a half again. Botch this one on Saturday. Manual error. Very rare do I make those. Uh, unforced error from the big dude. Big apologies. There, what I mean is, I had four of them, which I'm fine parlaying. I love these plus 200. I think that's going to be profitable in the long term. The problem was I didn't check the darn schedule and I paired evening and late, which was stupid. That is stupid. You don't pair the two and early and a late and early and a late. That's not how you do it. You pair the earlies, pair the late. Total mistake there. What ended up happening? We hit both the earlies, missed both the lates, but sunk both the parlays. Then I ended up, because we missed the first early, I said, oh, I'm... No, 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 I'm sorry, because I... That was a different day. I'm sorry, scratch that. But that ended up happening. That we hit both the earlies, missed both the lates, and dropped both the parlays. That's the that's the point there. And that was an unforced error, because at plus 200, it should have been profitable instead of two losses. And I didn't give myself the out to adjust had something else popped up. So, you know, these things these things happen against Saturday. You know, I'm, I'm I, man, I'm not fully at the desk. I'm just really trying to get all the tools. I don't want anybody to this not excuse. I put all the work in. I full run everything to the nuts. It's just, you know, it's a little less all focused because of other stuff going on, such as life. Even on Saturday, if my kids expect me to do something with them. 
All right, come on. Let's do it. F5, team total, oh, 1.5 parlays. This is plus 200. It's Marlins and Pirates. You know, sometimes someone asks me, they're like, dude, for all the analysis, they make it hard to figure out what the plays are. I'm like, well, that's why I put them in giant black letters on the screen so I can ramble. But it's Marlins and Pirates, F5, over 1.5. Listen, we mentioned Aller up against the Marlins. We know their offenses are very good, but he stinks, and he's given up two earned runs in five of his last six. And then the other side, the Pirates, Odorizzi has given up Two or more in five of his last six as well. Odorizzi's a funny character. He just kind of always seems like a buy. He's really just a guy. 415, ERA 132 whip, XFIP 48, Sierra 475. So those are not great. 10% K minus walk, again, not great. 9% swing and strike, not great. 21 foul is very high. 32 oak swing, just average. 31 ground ball, just average. A lot of fly balls at 46. Though he does limit contact because of the pop ups. But I think he can get at him. Like I said, just it's very black. He's just not. She didn't shut anybody. He's not shutting anybody down. And he hasn't been particularly good on the road. XFIP on the road for the season, north of five. Tough to make a strong argument for the Pittsburgh offense. I mean, they're. I don't know. They're a professional offense. I don't know. You know, they're they're not great right now. The WR is down near. 90, last 200 plate appearances, but they are walking, not hitting into double plays. They have a plus 21% line drive rate. That's like top six. They are stealing bases. So they do a couple things that'll get you two runs. This is very hard to cap. You know, if the argument is really strong, this wouldn't be at 1.5, right? So you have to understand that we're more attacking the probability of a bad pitcher giving up two to a major league offense. More so for the Pirates and the Marlins. I think the Marlins are actually in a better spot. We talked about that. I think Oller is also a little bit worse um, as a pitcher, right? So, because, you know, um, the Braves are probably going to beat up on the Pirates today. I did like Ranzi, but I was diving into that. Another story for another day. All right, so give me F5 team total over 1.5 Marlins and Pirates. Remember, we only need two runs for five. This is available on DraftKings, friend of the show, friend of the Mayo Media Net. Love to bet on DK. Then give me a money line parlay. We got the Twins and the Rays. Remember, it's very limited today. The lines for, gosh, the standard lines are just crazy because now the books are like sharpening. Anything they don't like, they just don't post. And then once money comes in, they get a feel for it. Then, <coughs> excuse me, then they post it once it's sharp. F5 money lines, they don't put out on the same idea. They let the market dictate the run line and then they put out the money line when it's too late so they don't eat those pushes, which is why we beat them up for so many years. So, this one's just a landslide. You know, whenever I... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Allergies killing me, man. Whenever I put together money line parlays, we're just looking for landslides. Jeffrey Springs against Tucker Davidson. We laid out Davidson in the beginning of the show. He's terrible. Jeffrey Springs been awesome. 2-5 ERA, 106 whip, 26K to only 5% walk. He works around the edges, the 81% in zone contact rate, so he wins in the zone. Jeffrey Springs is really, really good. He is really good, and somebody you definitely want to circle for next season Right now, a big-time name for fantasy leagues at the end. It's going to be really, really good for everybody. Angels stink. The offense, I guess, picked up a touch. Now they're getting players back. But I don't think it's going to be enough to cover up Davidson. I think the Rays get it done. And again, they kind of mash lefties. And then over to Minnesota. Again, it's just a landslide. Sonny Gray versus Cole Reagans. Then the offense as well. Texas offense is just terrible against righties. We chased them the last couple of days. They're so bad against righties. They're almost hard to play against righties. And they're so good against lefties. It actually floats a lot of the stats. Makes it a bit misleading maybe, whatever, Rangers offense, they stink, so they'll probably score a dozen runs today, but no, give me Sonny Gray, and give me, you know, the, the pitching always, give me Springs, give me Gray to beat bad teams, which is really how you beat baseball, I think, at the end of the season, 
looking for run lines, always going to get you in trouble. That's been a killer for us all year. I used to get away from that. I hated that forever, which is why the F5 model began in the first place, because I hate these darn things. The Padres are winning every day, but they won't score, and they win by one, and you end up losing. So, listen, I'd rather play a plus money looking for wins, because, again, that's something that managers and coaches are playing for. No one cares about a spread. They only care about the win. And then that'll be on the back of the third bet, which is base hit parlay. Give me Luisa Rice and Manny Margot. We mentioned... Uh, Margot before we did the breakdown but also to Arias last 34 plate appearances against lefties he's a 323 BA we know he's a machine and he just doesn't strike out right he's a 6% strikeout rate 8% walk rate so he's up there hacking and he's leading off and they have the implied total so I love that with the average machine again one of the slight adjustments I've tried to make if you notice is Base hit props, you should be looking for base hitters, you know, singles hitters. I don't know. Again, I got a little ahead of myself because it was probably because I was afraid of taking L's. I don't want people to lose me. So I thought maybe it's not so greedy, you know, being less greedy, playing for base hit parlays. But it's not. If a player's in a total base situation, you go for those odds. Like, you got to really, really stick to the process. So, all right, that'll do it. Mauls and Pirates for two runs through five. Twins and Rays, money line win. That's plus 120. Luis Arias, Manny Margot, two leadoff hitters. Margot, my bat second. That one's plus 100. It might have been at minus 105. It was shifting around depending on the site. You can get base hit props in different places, so always make sure you shop around, and that will do it. As we hit the 30-minute mark a bit over that, sorry. Well, what are you going to do? We're out of here in eight days. Yell at me then. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Please like the show if you haven't done it on your way out. As you close the window, it's a little thanks. To everybody here, the women and men here at the Mail Media Network, so very hard to bring you the best in sports analysis. Please, please download the Jock Market app. I'm going to be getting in their ear, looking for a new promo as we shift over into football. Oh, my goodness. If you thought, like, our style of play worked for baseball, just wait till you get into football. We are going to be challenging the market. We're going to be getting on low-owned players. Oh, it is wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. NFL jock market is the bomb, and really most of my big profits are there. We're just going to crush it. I can't can't wait, and if you're unfamiliar, you've been doing a football show, check out The Mix, the playlist, The Mix, on the Mayo Media Net. YouTube, I have some football stuff there. Always a lot of fun. Some best ball drafts and some... Uh, Stuff with Dalton Del Don, a couple of shows at Ian Harditz and Chris Meany, a couple of sharp people. So, all right, that's enough of me. Enough, 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 enough of that. Enough of that. I think I'm just trying to squeeze in every bit, every word I can because I'm going to miss you so much. So, that will do it. Enjoy your games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Check in JM Streets, download that bad boy, rate, review, and subscribe, all that good stuff. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.